Greetings, world. This is Eve Starr with the Song of the Spheres podcast, and I'm on an afternoon walk in the chill, crisp sunlight in Asheville, North Carolina, enjoying myself profoundly on this wild ride of life. My podcast is changing, and I am in exploration mode, so here we go. I've been doing uh, forecasts. I've been doing forecasts, and that was fun for a few months, but it doesn't feel like that is my place. It feels like other people are doing that really well, and I have other things to give. So I'm just going to talk about the astrological moment right now and some of my thoughts around astrology from a wide-angle lens, (laughs) zoomed way out from a wider perspective. Why not just a wider perspective off of the individual and onto the collective, but a wider, not even just a wider perspective off of the collective and onto the whole earth, but a wider perspective on astrology in and of itself. I want to turn and look the beast in the eye with this podcast. And if you're into that, then come along. I dare you. (laughs) I dare myself is actually the truth. I dare myself to do this. And if I do it well, then you'll probably be compelled to join me. So currently we have a quarter moon waning. So the moon is moving towards the sun. The moon is moving towards darkness. The moon is moving towards union. In the morning sky, the waning crescent gets smaller and smaller, darker and darker in truth, as she draws towards her son, her lover. That gorgeous, but still medium-sized star that is our life. And the sun is soon to be in Sagittarius, not quite. Sun is at the end of Scorpio, and Mercury and Venus are conjunct together at the very beginning of Sagittarius. They have just both crossed behind the sun, like the moon does. Well, the moon moves in front of the sun. So do Mercury and Venus, but that's not what they just did. What they just did was moved behind the sun, outside of our view, outside of our perceptions. It's a dark and difficult time when those inner planets hide themselves in that way. And now they have just come out the other side in the evening. So this is the opposite of what the moon is doing. The moon is a morning moon right now. These stars, these non-twinkling stars, these wandering bodies, these inner planets, Mercury and Venus, are evening stars now and soon they will be rising in the evening sky. Now I tend to live in places that are wooded so I rarely get to see Mercury um, very clearly and if at all but I do get to see Venus because Venus rises higher in the sky. Mercury is our innermost planet so Mercury does not rise as high in the sky. It's harder to see in wooded areas, 
but Venus rises very high and very bright and she is just beginning her ascent right now. So through the winter, she will be getting higher and higher and brighter and more lustrous and more gorgeous in the evening sky. I'm very much looking forward to it. So yes, these two are in Sagittarius and that is definitely a shift. It's a new feeling. Scorpio carries with it a lot of intensity as we all well know and uh, Scorpio ruled by Mars the traditional ancient ruler and Pluto the heaviness the intensity the quickness the slowness moving towards now Sagittarius fire sign ruled by Jupiter the great benefic the great giver of largeness. <laughs> so exciting. It is a big, deep breath. It is some levity. I'm, I'm really personally very much enjoying the shift. I hope you are too. We have some trines in the mix that are bringing even more lightness and levity to our experience of the astrological weather right now. So... That's on the one hand, that's on, that's on the right now. And um, I personally am learning how to bring language to my experience of astrology as a visual artist. That's a leaf blower. It's fall here, it's autumn. We are definitely in November. Hi, we're definitely in November and the leaves on the forest floor are crunchy. You'd be hearing them if I was in the forest, but I'm not, I'm in my neighborhood. So I'm learning to bring words to my experience of astrology, which has largely been embodied. I'm realizing recently that that has been a very huge part of my compulsion, which is a very fitting word for it. My compulsion to bring that's astrological wisdom like any wisdom but I mean also only like itself it, it flows it's a living current it's a living gnosis this is wisdom from the gods and when you tap into it it's a large <laughs> gushing sometimes raging river and my, I have Mercury in Pisces, so this is oceanic for me. Not only is it oceanic, but how do you talk if you're a mammal underwater? Well, you can ask the whales that question, and the answer is that they sing. So for me, how do I talk when I'm in this astrological ocean, I just was like, oh, astrology. And I just moved into that current and got blasted by it. I had Neptune conjunct my sun when I began this exploration. I just got blasted, y'all. Blasted. Absolutely blasted by what was coming through. And I have... Mercury in Pisces, along with my son in Pisces. 
and I, I couldn't talk about it, but I had to move it through. I had to move it through my body. And so the way that I chose to dance with that music and to sing with that music was to bring it even further into matter, to ground it even more into fixed, solid reality through mediums, through paints, through pigments, through paper, through tools, through brushes, through shapes, through colors, through images. And those influences, as the influences do, have moved on and compounded in their fractaling and matured as I have matured, as they have matured me. And I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of activity on that Mercury in later Pisces right now, including the same Neptune that conjunct my son. So I have Neptune conjunct my Mercury and I recognize why I'm still struggling to put language to it all. Why I'm still struggling to take it in in the form of language even. It's always been really hard for me to study. It's always been really hard for me just to get down to brass tacks, to read the books, to learn the techniques, and to do the thing. And what I've recently encountered is fertility astrology. And it's changed the game. Because why? Well, I've always been very intrigued by fertility in general and have learned and read and studied and practiced fertility methods at great length and techniques at great length. And then to bring that to my astrological practice and my astrological study is for me to bring this knowledge into the very deepest, not just into my body, but into the very core of my body, into my womb. Into my womb. And so now, and the woman that I'm studying, the book that I'm studying, she is an ancient astrologer. So now I'm just digging in to all of these ancient astrological geek zones and it's so satisfying but but I didn't have my hook before I didn't have my hook to really get it into my body so I made art and I've built something and now I'm building on top of that there's a part of me in my nature I love creation and I love destruction just as much because they are the same force they are equal and opposite, different sides of the same coin, creation and destruction. And it has been really challenging me the past couple of years, my desire to destroy everything that I've created as an artist and as an astrological artist. And I think I'm finally coming out on the other side of that and understanding how to build on top of what I've created to move forward into what I'm creating now and for them to be cohesive 
for me to not need to start over, but for me to build on top of what I already have as an artist and now beginning as an actual practicing astrologer seeing clients and offering consultations as well as creating podcasts and the offering one of the offerings that I'm super excited about that's coming next year is going to be as an astrological officiant officiating both weddings as well as burials and offering my astrological services in those capacities. I live in North Carolina, so cars here are loud. It's taken me a long time to get used to it. Just acknowledging it for you, my listener, if you're listening right now. Apologize for the loudness of the vehicles on the road. I wish I could change it. It's not that we don't have muffler laws. We do. It's that people don't give a fuck. So, astrology as an embodied practice. Wow. What a concept. (laughs) What a concept. Where am I going with this little talk that I'm doing right here, right now? (sighs) Hear the sound of the birds? When the cars are quiet, you can hear the birds. What I'm wanting to talk about in this podcast as it unfolds, as the episodes unfold, not necessarily this one right now, I'm wanting to, I'm desiring to, this is what I'm desiring in my work. So this naturally is, it makes sense to me that this is naturally what I'm desiring to explore in the context of a podcast, which is what has gotten under my skin from the beginning with astrology is what is astrology? Hi. What is astrology? What is astrology? Not how do I do it and how do I make it work for me? And how do I find out this or that about my life or other people's lives? But if this thing, if the movement of the planetary bodies around me that are just just astoundingly far away from me, you like my scientific measurements? Astoundingly far away from me yet still visible, still perceivable, affect my life on this level such that they can predict with pristine accuracy things like fertility and life and death. I... If astrology can do that, this thing can do that if this if this thing can I can can speak to my heart of the most minutest and precious and insignificant details of my little puny insignificant 
teensy tiny minuscule life then what, what is it who is it there's a story that has always shook through my consciousness with joy and fear and fascination that Terrence McKenna and humor Terrence McKenna tells about one time when he was in deep on one of his high dose journeys and he said I can't remember if it was DMT or mushrooms one of the two DMT or psilocybin and he said he was there with as he as he calls them the dancing elves and and uh, sort of the 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 circus of strangeness and all of the lights and the action and he says and he says to it and he's speaking to the spirit of that chemical the spirit of that plant constituent he says show me who you are for yourself and he says that all of the dancing machine elves went quiet and faded away the lights slowly dimmed down to a percentage down to darkness the temperature in the room plummeted all of the movement stopped and then the curtain behind it all started to lift slowly slowly started to lift and it lasted seconds before he said all right all right all right enough of who you are for yourself <laughs> give me back the circus and all the lights came back on and he would talk about I and mean, this is a brave soul this is a courageous cosmonaut this is five dried grams in silent darkness as a regiment And, and he would talk about how this being or these beings appear to us in ways that we can accept, that we can both perceive and accept and, and not just totally lose it because the universe is not only a stranger, this is a quote, you may recognize, probably lots of you recognize this quote, the universe is not only stranger than we suppose, but it is stranger than we can suppose. And I guess that's what I'm after in astrology, with astrology. It's what I've been after my whole life. It's what I've been after in everything that I have pursued. Um, from 
the depths of Christian mysticism to the wilds of the psychedelic plant kingdom and now to the edges of the solar system and beyond through the perception of the patterns that the dances of the planets make around us. What I'm after is this perception shift. This perception shift where I get to tune into with my mind and my body and my spirit and my emotions, I get to tune into the living world. I get into the I get to tune into the stranger than I can suppose. I'm after the psychedelia of astrology. I'm after the the tapping into the veil behind the veil behind the veil behind the veil and out unto nine times which is how many placements I have in Pisces so that's why I chose that number that's what I'm interested in that's what I explore on my own and that is what I'm desiring to explore with others so I am I guess I'm beginning this podcast again for the third or fourth or fifth time I'm beginning this approach at sharing and connecting what I have received through my astrological voyages with others and looking for looking for friends there looking for connections there and um, it's a wordless place Anybody who has ever ingested these plants that I speak of knows that it's a wordless place. And there are geniuses like Terence McKenna among us who can bring language to it. But Terence McKenna's nodes were Gemini and Sagittarius. And mine are not. So. All right. I'm home. I'm going to end this. I hope you're all well. And until next time. May you find the psychedelic in your connection with whatever form of astrological wisdom that you are taking in today and tomorrow and until then. Much love, Eve.